All right, Token Smart Podcast. Got an awesome special episode coming up. We're going back to the skunk labs of NFT 42 with my dude Jim to get sort of an NFT overview and sort of a breakdown on what's going on with the, the three big branches uh, being Avastars, Infinity, and Token Smart. So, Jim, man, believe it or not, it's been six months since we last did one of these episodes. So I feel like there's probably a lot of people who at least like a little bit out of the loop. So before we like sort of dive down the, the different arms of NFT42, do you mind giving like sort of an elevator pitch to people listening on, you know, what the deal is with NFT42 and how that fits into the ecosystem here? Yeah, yeah. Let's get to that in a second. First, hold up. What, what, what number podcast is this? I don't know, man. I can't count. <laughs> Did you right. notice I stopped actually saying yeah, the numbers maybe like three or four episodes ago because it, it got too complicated. So, I mean, we started this, right? You and I, like one yeah. of our conversations one day, and then yep. yeah. So I guess it has been almost six months, probably since I, you know, since I've done any of this. It's pretty wild, yeah. actually. It's been that long. It's time's flown, hasn't it? Dude, it seems like a million years ago, honestly. I mean, yeah, it, it seems like more than that in some ways, but at, at the same time, it also seems like I blinked my eyes wow. and like, here we are yeah. again, right? Uh, but yeah. damn, dude, a lot of shit has changed. Yeah, it's crazy like how fast that time has gone by and how much it feels like we've done in that time period at the same time. So it is wild. Um, and I love being on this journey with you, dude. So um yeah uh it's cool to be back and to have this conversation um a little bit about nft42 is nft we we call it the umbrella um and i I don't think we've come up with a better analogy for that yet um but it's basically the umbrella that houses um our our entities that we've created and that's uh avastars token smart and infinity and now metalympics is kind of joining in with that as well and token smart collaborates on the whip um so we've got a lot of stuff going on um underneath of that nft 42 umbrella um and that's just you know basically the the entity that's running all of these these projects at the moment what's like the the common thread or whatever that you feel like or like the overall mantra i don't even know if we got like some sort of tagline or whatever but i i feel like i mean i can sort of postulate like what it should be but do you do you have any like go to like phrase when someone's like what what's the point of this company or some something like that yeah i mean i guess like there's probably a couple different like the probably the one i would use the simplest one would be like the nft experts or something like that right the non-fungible token experts something whatever the word that sticks there and put experts on the end of it and that would be a pretty good way to go we're going to definitely specialize in non-fungible tokens um i think we're you know we're blockchain agnostic right now ethereum's been where most of the uh, collectors and projects are, and that's where we are at the moment. So that so that's that's where we are right now. But it's not to say that's where we'll always be, and we can talk about that a little bit today. But I definitely think that we're looking to be experts in non fungible tokens, and then to take that a little bit further, perhaps just like build you know builders of the metaverse, like we would like to contribute to building the real metaverse, um, the interoperable multi-platform, multi-chain, everything is is on it. Metaverse, 
you know, we'd like to contribute and obviously through uh, the avatars part of the metaverse through our project Avastars and uh, whatever other areas we can contribute. You know, you're doing great work with uh, Matt and the whip crew uh, doing like weekly events in the metaverse. And I actually think that's like the single best place to get a glimpse as to community in the metaverse right now. So, you know, I think what you guys are doing is actually fun and important. So, you know, we're doing that as well. And then with Infinity, of course, that follows our the same chain as uh, Avastars, which is on-chain assets, on-chain art, on-chain metadata, which I think is really one of our mantras as well, is trying to be as create the most durable NFT tokens possible and make the best NFTs possible and not just phone it in. Really try to like push things forward and figure out like what works well and what doesn't. So, you know, but I, so far, I think that our premise of on-chain has proven to be true, especially in the case of Avastars. You know, we were able to upload our base layers when gas was only 10 and we thought that was expensive at the time. It would be untenable for a project to try to do what Avastars is even doing at this moment in time with gas as expensive as it is. So it's, it's possible that we maybe just fit that one in at the right period of time. But um, I think what we achieved there still is pretty uh, unique and significant and yet to be fully realized and understood. I still just love that project. No, dude, that's that was good. And I, I want to get to like that because I feel like that's like really the latest news to like sort of come out of the skunk lab that people probably be interested to hear about, which I've I've kept that term, man. I really like that because I, I feel like that is a great like idiom for what is going on. And because, you know, the company is free to just continue to tinker around and try things, we really got our hands in a little bit of everything, which I, I don't know that I've seen like any other company or project within this space do like between Avastars, Infinity and t the Tokens Park brand, you, you really got like a, a product, a product like manufacturer and a community arm of this whole thing. And that's like a pretty well-rounded, uh, you know, way to solidify yourself in this space. So the product, Avastars, obviously just a big announcement and and people are still talking about it and probably like a little bit of confusion on exactly like how it's going to work and i don't know that the details are necessarily like all put together but the general premise it's certainly out there uh can you can you give people like a feel for how this replicant token is going to work sure absolutely it's interesting because as we're watching all this DeFi stuff take shape and all these tokens and liquidity pools and everything it did get me wondering, like, is there a place where a native token makes sense for Avastars? Uh, and I've been thinking about it for a little while. And I don't know, the other night I was just sitting around drinking a beer and thought to myself, you know, what if that's how people created replicants? What if they use that token to do that? And what if we air airdrop them to people who have created primes and, and give them to people who have create create the primes. So the 25,200 tokens are uh, replicant tokens will get distributed to people who mint and have primes. Um, and then those will be the only way to create replicants. So there'll be exactly enough tokens to create exactly how many replicants are possible to be created. Primes meaning like any Avastar, correct? Like any yeah, primes mean it's like found scrolling, right? Like any of the twenty five thousand two hundred. If it's not a replicant, it's a prime. Okay, gotcha. Right? So this this so is basically like created, a the founders, the exclusives. So what we'll do is we'll probably airdrop after the end of each series. We'll airdrop for each series, 
Um, so at some point, we'll take a snapshot in the near future for the Series 1, and then we'll airdrop to the holders of that. At the end of Series 2, we'll airdrop to the holders of that. Series 3, we'll airdrop, etc. So we will airdrop them to the holders, and they'll be able to then decide if they want to use those to create a replicant, to create a brand new Avastar, or if they want to, you know, sell it or provide liquidity for it on OpenSea, however they want to manage their tokens is up to them. So this way, yes, so we're going to be forgoing any any fee that we were going to be charging to do this, but I feel like it empowers the community by giving them these tokens and allowing them to do this, this sort of trade. And it is possible, we're, what, the part that you're talking about that we still haven't figured out, we may be also buying some of our own Avastars um, so that we will be able to hold on to some of the tokens ourselves. So, I mean, I myself already have like over 500 Avastars personally because I'm a DGen and uh, I like them. But I mean, the company the company has some right now, but there's for promotional purposes, we're going to end up giving all those out in our account. But we will potentially be doing our, a buyback program of our own where we buy our own series out like up to like 20% of the series or something like that so that we can hold and control some of those tokens ourselves. So that's the part we're still trying to flush out and figure out. So for clarity or for clarification, like these tokens will also be Ethereum based tokens that are tradable, correct? It's not like you get a token and the only thing you can do with it is exchange it for a replicant. These will actually be like a run of tradable tokens. Well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're an ERC-20, right? Yeah. So okay. it, it takes a whole token. So it, it'll take one whole token, one whole ERC-20 to create a replicant. You also will need two Avastars with traits available to be able to combine those traits and create a replicant. So you need two to five Avastars. You can't use more than five. You can use anywhere from two to five. So two to five Avastar Primes, one token creates one replicant, you decide which traits to use out of those two to five Avastars. And and that's how you create, and then you have to pay gas, of course, to, cre to create it. So it's gas plus the token, plus the Avastars you're using to, to pick the traits from, and that'll give you a, a brand new replicant. So that's how it works. Burn, and then we're gonna burn the tokens. So like the token will get burned. So it's gonna be deflationary. So once it's used uh, for a replicant, once you use it with us to buy, to you to, to, to make a replicant, it's gone. That's it. It's done. So would you still be able to pay for a replicant out of pocket? Like, let's say you used all your tokens like that will still be an option as well, I assume. Or is this like only you if will you have actually the token? have to go get the token from another person or from an exchange like Uniswap. Gotcha. Like that's where like we may that's where we may actually feel an obligation to mint some of these ourselves to mint some Avastars ourselves or buy some off of the market before a snapshot so that um, we we will have those tokens as well to provide some liquidity to people initially. I mean, in theory, the 25, there's 25,200 replicants that can be created. You know, I could, I, I don't really imagine that we'll see like more than half of those created just, just as a guess. Like I'm sure some people just won't want to like, they'll want to keep their avastars in mint condition and they won't have any, um, they won't want to use them to create replicants or um, it'll get to a point where all of the legendary traits and all of the really rare traits have been used up. 
for the people who want to use them. And then, you know, people are going to have to just make common replicants. And so anyways, there'll come a point in time where like, I think there'll still be tokens available um, and, and people will still be able, I think there's always going to be uh, replicants available for people to create. And the longer it goes on and the less tokens that are available, um, I imagine they'll be more, more scarce and harder to get your hands on. But um, so yeah, that's, I mean, general idea is that I think we have a good utility for this token here. And this is an alternative to us just taking the Ethereum. It would be an easy way for us to, you know, continue the revenue stream there. But I think this is just more interesting. And everybody's talking about like doing these community things and community governance and things. And, you know, we're not taking things that far here. But what we are doing is we're putting the economy of replicants in the hands of the people who are going to purchase the primes. So, you know, for every replicant or for every prime you purchase, you're going to, and hold on to for now, you're going to end up getting a replicant token. And that's like a way of incentivizing people also to continue to purchase Avastars. Um, we've already sold 8,000 out of the 25,200. We're uh, like 60% through series two. Um, and we have three more series to go after this. Uh, so we just want to, you know, definitely keep the momentum going while Ethereum's relatively inexpensive. But everything's, you know, everything's been tough because of, you know, gas has been horrible. So minting, we haven't been encouraging people to mint recently, but as soon as we see an opportunity in a window in like gas prices and everything else, um, you know, I'm definitely planning on, you know, buying a bunch myself. Um, even on OpenSea right now, it's expensive to buy any NFTs. I mean, it's really crazy how high gas is at the moment, man. It only makes sense to do transactions for the most valuable of assets. Yeah. I, you know, I'm thinking to myself uh, as I'm listening to you say this, I'm like, all right, if I'm like a believer in this concept of the replicant token, like a, a solid play is to go scavenge the lowest priced Avastars off of OpenSea. And that would generally be like the most cost effective way of like accumulating yep. uh, a bunch of these tokens. Correct? So I went to go do that myself the other night. And there's like a bunch of Avastars for 0.05, which is below cost. And uh, it costs like 0.02 in gas to buy them. So it's basically the same cost as, as an Avastar before, before gas costs. So I right. didn't do it. I wanted to pull the trigger on a bunch of them, but it's really hard, you know, to for every two and two, every three that you buy, basically, you could buy another one with the gas that it costs to buy it. Like that's kind of a hard tax to swallow. That's nuts. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like that's like going to be the play. I think going and grabbing them below cost there, those floor ones, like, will definitely be, you know, that's what I I would personally tried to do already if gas was done. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I just I hope that like I hope there's you know value in that then and, and people like looking at the you know commons and, and whatnot and seeing you know the idea of like oh this comes with a token as well. So we can get some good traits and I can get a token like potentially you know my time that I spend doing that um is worth it. So Again, for clarity, I got a bunch of Avastars sitting in my wallet. Do yep. do I have to do anything to do get this replicant token, or it's just going to no. show up? For now, the idea we talked we've talked about either a claim metric or an airdrop. Um, I'm personally favoring the idea of an airdrop at the moment. I think airdrop, like cool for for our users. That way, at a point in time, we're going to take a snapshot. We're not going to announce it until after. 
Um, we haven't taken it yet, but we will be. Um, and that'll be for the series one. So anything with an ID below 5,200. Um, and uh, then we'll end up airdropping those. We may just do that airdrop at the end of series two if it comes soon, because that way we can just do series one and two at the same time. Anyways, we'll figure out the exact <laughs> mechanics around that. Um, but that's generally what's we've decided is that we're going to do a token for replicants. We're going to drop them and reward prime owners. And then at some point, the minters, uh, instead of like owners, like it'll get to a point where like, you know, if somebody just wanted to like purchase the Avastar and get the token and then put the Avastar on the market, we want to make that possible as well. So we'll try to figure out a better way to, there could be a claim metric or something as well. If people wanted to get the token sooner than later at some point down the road, all this is to be determined. Nice. I it's mean, it's going to happen. So, you know, we're going to be working on this because we're working on the replicant feature uh, next and uh we want this in place from square one dude there's nothing more exciting than being told i'm gonna get something for free and i don't even have to do anything <laughs> in order to get it i love shit like this um, I, went into a, I went into the the whale sharks whale group the other night i'm a member of that so i kind of teased that to these guys first and i was like hey what do you think of this idea and they're like are you asking us if we like free money or maybe it was you dude <laughs> and you're like, if I like free money. Right, so. right, right. Yes, you can assume I always want all the free things uh, yeah. for sure. So the, the gas conversation sort of segues like right into Infinity. And this is like a product that we were and still are very excited about. And a lot of people were, but sort of has been victim of these like this horrible gas situation. And, you know, as, as, as people are certainly using it, but... I guess at this point, really only the diehards are doing anything on anything, right? Yeah, I mean, the stuff that's being created on Infinity is uh, is high value, right? Like I just actually bought like a Hackatow this morning that they've done on their on-chain uh, contract that's Infinity. Um, and it was a 14, 14 ETH or some, something like that. 13.8 ETH, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's other items, I think uh whale shark minted a bunch of akatsa stuff for like it was like 600 dollars in gas the other night for the whale shark community oh, yeah. as well the whale community um i mean it's when you put everything on chain with the gas the way it is right now like it is expensive as as fuck so you know that's just the way it goes with infinity we of course wanted to provide like a decentralized plat minting platform that anybody could come and create a contract and mint their own tokens. And we provide an API for to hook up to OpenSea and Cargo and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we, uh, we eventually would like to do a marketplace. Right now what Nate's working on is uh, instead of deploying your own contract, if you just want to mint to a general Infinity contract, uh, we're working on that right now to be able to do that. And he's actually building it so you can do custom metadata fields so you can designate what fields and metadata you wanted to do for that and then you could upload uh whatever you know file types we support you know we should support most of them you know we we did the 3d already so we'll support that and mp4 hopefully mp3 and um, a myriad of other things so that's what's coming next um and and once that's out there hopefully you know 
it'll just be out there for people to use or not use depending on gas prices. But we're also working on like event tickets and memberships tokens. And we have several other use cases that we'd like to explore as well. Uh, we may not do much more on Ethereum after this contract. We have to really see how things shake out with Ethereum 2.0. Um, with Ethereum 1.0, like we've kind of gone as far as it's practical with with the current gas prices um, at the moment. So um, we're exploring moving um, over to, to Flow for Infinity as our kind of next steps after we deploy this general minting contract. So it'll be a separate new project uh, under the Infinity brand. <laughs> Did you just want that to follow up that statement? That was like great timing. Swearing tone. <laughs> um, so you were saying Nate's sort of working on what, like a light version of Infinity for the Ethereum blockchain, but moving forward, the idea is what, at least to consider hedging bets on and doing a flow version as well, essentially? Yeah, basically we're looking to do like NFT development on Flow, and we're looking to do Infinity. <laughs> can't help it, man. We're just fucking popping off. That's good. Man. I'm vibing, man. Nate, working on the light version for Ethereum, going, doing a serious version on the Flow as sort of like a hedge. I guess, is that the plan? I don't know if hedge is the right word though. Like, so I think that like what you have to understand and what probably no one really knows is that we've planned to do Infinity on Flow since before we ever built anything on Ethereum for Infinity. So this is like some 4D chess type of shit? I mean, I, it's, it was the plan all along. <laughs> you know, I think that like, what we wanted to do is prove to ourselves and to the community and to the folks over at flow that we could build a good nft minting platform and and uh i think we have built something compelling in infinity um whether or not what we did uh matters or not remains to fully be seen whether or not um, all these other platforms had you know 3d art tapped up and ready to go you know, shortly after we launched that, you know, this is very possible, um, you know, whether or not MintBase was going to look at Arweave or not is very possible, you know, whether or not, you know, any of these platforms that are now doing the things that, that we came out with, we're going to do those things is definitely possible, but it's more likely that they, you know, saw what we were doing and, and we're like, oh shit. And that's cool. That's what we wanted to do. Um, we want everything to get better. So we're happy and elated when all these platforms start supporting 3D assets because I think 3D assets are really cool and important and uh, 3D art is a good first expression of, of that. I love that giant swan, another piece that I own. It's like very special to me. So yeah, I mean, I think we wanted to just demonstrate and like give ourselves an opportunity to build some clout with Infinity platform. And while it's not like nearly as popular as any of the other ones, like we have some significant stuff on there already what I consider to be significant and high quality. Um, and like, there is no, like the only barrier to entry is the cost because gas is really high right now. So, you know, I, I admire the, the artists who have decided to mint on there and that, that also think that on-chain is really important. And um, 
have chosen to deploy their contracts with Infinity. Um, and that's a service that'll be available and we intend to keep, but like, we also like definitely are exploring with Infinity in, in general as a brand, like Nate has a lot of ideas and things he wants to, to look at and explore. And, um, I think we want to continue to try to innovate and find, um, new and interesting things to do and building on flow makes a lot of sense. Um, if the blockchain is going to be successful, uh, it seems like they've got a lot behind it right now with the NBA brand, with UFC, with Dr. Seuss. I mean, those are three really big brands that have now been announced for the flow blockchain and those are those brands making that decision too ultimately i believe saying to dapper to the flow team that yes they want to to launch these nft projects on on flow that they believe in flow so i i we're, we're going with the flow like for sure um Ooh, nice one. you know yeah we uh you know me and nate especially we come from the crypto kitties world we've been fans of CryptoKitties for a long time. We hold thousands of cats ourselves. We know the people at Dapper. Um, I have a lot of respect for Rome and his team and Dieter and uh, Alan, of course, and Poopy um, and, you know, Benny and Katie and just everybody over there that we know and interact with are freaking awesome. And um, they share a lot of the same ideals that we do, not everything. But what's cool is that like we talk about like those things and the differences and um, it's a conversation and it's collaborative and we find middle grounds and we find out we care about things that we didn't know we cared about on both sides of the aisle. And um, I think that's really neat. So we really uh, want flow to be a success and um, you know, we want to help bring whatever network effect we can over to that um, because flow has really neat innovative features for NFTs like NFTs, just by default can own other NFTs um, and users like can have full control over who like who sees things in their collection and what parts of their collection are private and what parts aren't. And um, there's a lot of other like really cool subtle features that just like make sense. And um, I think that this, you know, potential, I'm not really uh, as technical as Nate or others are as, you know, all the like different node types and everything else. And, everything but it seems like a fast blockchain that um has you know potential to be really good for digital assets it's built for um you know dap developers um by dap developers and you know uh in, in the context of dapps a lot of the times we're talking about you know collectibles and nfts so anyways i just uh i of all of the other stuff that's out there people are looking at like layer two solutions and everything and i've just never seen a layer two that i really love and um you know wax is a eos io clone which is cool like i actually com commend them for going out and cloning eos io it's an open source blockchain platform it's made to do exactly what they did um i actually am one of the few people in the groups i run in that actually likes eos um but um i don't think that's the play for us like you know if somebody came to us and wanted us to do a project on uh on wax or eos i think we could probably eventually take that on um not today but um that's not really necessarily what we want to do um we like the crypto kitties economy and team and we like these dapper guys so um you know instead of looking at a layer two or looking at a different blockchain like wax like flow is going to be our play we're, like i said we're going with the flow so um you know that's where we're putting our bet for now 
Um, and it could turn out, by the way, that like ETH 2.0 comes out and everything works great for NFTs and everything else. But at this moment in time, whether or not it's real or just FUD, like it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good things getting ready to happen for NFTs. Or I don't think there's a lot of consideration right now for NFTs when it comes to uh, the ETH 2.0. Um, perhaps I'm mistaken, but my my impression is is that everyone's really not counting on that 2.0 solution. You hear everybody right now. I mean, even with gas and everything else, like this is temporary, right? Everybody's freaking out because like this is what's happened, but it has a real impact on what we're all doing, and it and everybody should take pause and think about what the right things to do here. And I'm not saying anybody is making the wrong decision by going with a layer two solution just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. It just means I don't like it. I want to try to find, I want to try to build on, you know, native platforms when possible. Um, and then, you know, I think eventually those things should all hook in and talk together in the metaverse anyways. And so like a layer two solution should really try to be a layer one solution or try to be that glue, but like that glue to everything, like be the Uniswap of blockchains. Like maybe that's what like, maybe like uh, uh, Polkadot or whatever is trying to do in or Cosmos. Maybe those two are trying to do that. If that those efforts I think are really worthwhile and worth doing, but like, anyways, I'm getting a little bit too far down the rabbit hole here. I, I think I think Flow makes sense for us because it's a built for digital assets and for DApp developers, and we know the team and we like their team, and um, you know, we've spent already spent time and resources like learning about like Flow. We're running a Flow node right now on their like beta, you know, you know, test net whatever. Um, so that's kind of where we've, you know, staked our chips. We put our chips up for, uh, for flow. No, I mean, it, it's for me, like, you know, spending a lot of my time on the community end of things. And, and this is probably like a decent time to like transition to talk about what token smart's been up to, because I feel like one of the great things about what that has, that brand has going for it is it's pretty much blockchain agnostic and you know, at the whip and the events that we have and everything, you know, I don't, I don't know that people necessarily care what is on what blockchain. And I feel like the space has been moving in that direction for a while. And the gas prices are probably like accelerating things more in that direction. My biggest gripe as like a consumer slash collector or whatever would just be, I don't want like a million apps to like host a million different things. I would want yeah, some sort of like, you know, central location or some, some shit like well, that's, that. That's but. where I think, like, potentially, and I'm talking out of, out of you know, the, my rear here, but, like, I think, like, Cosmos or, like, Polkadot are potentially, like, a solution that's looking to be, like, that glue of the metaverse and, like, talk between all the different blockchains and make it transparent, right? Like, eventually, we'll have, like, a Uno wallet that's, like, yeah. an everything wallet, right? It's, like, this is my wallet. This crosses all of these blockchains. It has all of my assets in there. doesn't matter what blockchain it's in. Right. Exactly. Just, you no, know, exactly. You know, it holds all of my keys. You know, I think there's already some versions of this out there. Right. But it, not really built for digital assets yet. You know, we have this, I think, versions of this probably for uh, for cryptocurrency itself. But like right. really like really user friendly shit doesn't exist like this yet where it's just like and that's actually one thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Wax gets really right is that they let you sign in with like any of your social accounts. Like I use my Google account. You use your Twitter account. You use like whatever accounts you want mm. to sign into your Wax account. That's really easy. I mean, 
you know, there's something to be said for that, right? Um, and with Flow, they're using an email login as well. So, you know, we're going with the Flow. Yeah. You know? I mean, on the on the front end of Flow, like, you know, if I'm looking at my NBA Top Shot cards or anything, there, I, there's no way I would have any idea it's based on, like, any type of blockchain, like anything. They've done a pretty good job of, like, stripping yeah. all of that out of the whole thing. I mean, it's, you know, there's a little bit of, like, with with uh like it it feels i feel like bad almost because i kind of enjoy like the geeky technical part and i think that in the long run it'll be able to be exposed to anybody who wants to see it but yeah that's definitely the direction this all needs to go is we need to be able to like just disappear the blockchain and needs to be in the background just like we don't like pay attention to the network protocols we're using on the internet and everything we're just visiting web pages and and whatnot um, and I think that, you know, as, as we've seen in the community, as you just said, uh, that's like the magic that like that top shots unlocking is just that like, it doesn't have to be obvious that it's a blockchain asset to be like a real and legitimate digital asset, but like there, that underneath it really is like, you know, I know there's metadata and everything else that's on chain, um, that you can read about it. It's actually pretty cool metadata about those top shot cards. I don't know if you've seen that yet. No, I haven't. I'd be interested in checking it out, though. Uh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'd be totally interested in checking it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I agree with you, man. I feel like that that is like the natural like progression of events. Uh, despite I, I also enjoy like some of the geeky stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, what are we gonna that. call these things? Are we are we just calling digital assets? We probably won't call them NFTs. I don't know if we're gonna even call them nifties. Like, I feel like it's gonna even be like more mundane and general than that or that like some brand is just gonna like nail it and we'll call them like kitties you know yeah dude i don't think it's gonna be anything right i think it's just gonna be art like this is just how oh, this is art and this is a digital this is a this yeah this is, is a, digital art now, item but this that's is how it works item. this is a collectible this is right a, this is your, how it works your online identity this is your exactly. avatar right Right, exactly. And everything's just based on this like fundamental technology that gets it right. That, how do we differentiate between things that are and aren't like blockchain secured then? Uh, we destroy them and dominate the market. <laughs> no, but seriously. I don't, I don't, no, I know. I don't know, like, man. There has to be a yes, way. That, that's a good question. To differentiate. And I think that's like, right, like why we've been stuck on this idea of NFTs. Yeah. It is like a new model. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what the answer is. I agree. We're, we're in such like a beginning phase that it will probably continue to evolve. I, I'd like to think that it would be ubiquitous, but it, it we're a long way off from that happening. I wonder if it's going to be like, like Coke, where like, you know, half of like America calls like soda, like Coke. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, right. Like, that's where I was like, I know it's a bad example, but like, what if they're kitties, right? Like crypto kitties. But like, you know, what if someone like comes out with something really popular? And yeah, I don't know. Anyways, nothing yeah. we have to solve today. But it, it's interesting to think about like, just how, how big of an impact we all have an opportunity to play on the future of all this by being a part of it so early. Well, Let's talk about being a part of it, man, because I, I'm genuinely interested in hearing your sort of like bird's eye view on like the evolution of the token smart brand. And we, you know, we're about to uncork this Metalympics. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, you know, so deep inside of it all the time. I can't always see like the forest through the trees. So, you know, from from your angle, like what what does it look like, uh, you know, 
big picture? Um, I think that you guys are just like killing it in general. Um, I think there's such an amazing and great energy around the whip. There's such a good and loyal um, group that shows up every single week. And it seems like um, in, in addition to that, that core group, there's also the folks that, that come weekend that don't come every week, but are there, you know, occasionally such as myself where I can't make it every week, you know, it just so happens that, you know, that time every week, someone wants to put something on my schedule. Um, <laughs> you know, so I didn't make it. I, I was in the chat briefly last week. I was just in the discord. I wasn't in like crypto voxels. So I missed the, the uh, visual, but I was there for like three quarters, maybe of the, of the audio. Um, I think that, you know, what you guys are doing is so freaking cool, man. Like it's fun. It especially came, you know, um, it developed during a time when, you know, COVID hit and everybody had to stay home. Um, so having this thing to do with friends and to look forward to and to talk about, um, is, uh, has really given like people something in the metaverse, something to look forward to. And I think it's been important for people, you know, I, I, I can, I know it's been important for people to have this cornerstone and this foundation every week um, in the, in the, in the whip. Um, and it's just fun, man. It's fun. It's just, it's, it is, it's the express, it's the expression of these. It's, it's, what am I trying to say? It's I, the whip is like the, the NFT community's ex, abil, uh, opportunity to express itself like on a weekly basis in a, you know, in a true like group format. I don't know. It's really just like this really cool and fun thing. And I just it's really hard to quantify, it. man. I ask myself like often, I'm like, what is the whip exactly? It, it's, it seems like it's also sort of changes. I mean, it's like, a show it's like, now, right? Like, yeah, yeah a basically. Show format, right? And I think that like, it's what it is, is like you had Twitch and now like you have this thing where, you can actually like hang out in world and do this in world chat thing. Um, and it's not like this wasn't possible before. I mean, this, you know, I'm sure stuff like this goes on in like world of Warcraft and things like that um, and on servers and whatnot. But the difference here is this is very much like the early version of the metaverse. We're doing this, um, you know, on an open platform browser based, you know, v virtual reality world um, where people are, uh, able to display and attach these digital assets that they own and, and are secured on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, and we're connecting uh, on audio, we're piping it into this world, but we're also all hanging out in a chat room in Discord and we're monitoring multiple channels of chat, both on Discord and in CryptoVoxels itself. In some instances, people are doing streams of the event in other discords that we aren't managing ourselves or on Twitch, we also have a stream going. So you have this multi, uh, multi cast, uh, uh, situation going on, um, that, and it's all coordinated though. And people can experience this in several different ways and different channels and everything else. Like it's a truly, to me, a truly metaverse experience. And I'm not saying it's the first ever or anything like that. Like you could make, like I said, you can make arguments that they do something similar in World of Warcraft or whatever. But what's neat is we're doing this around like NFTs and digital assets. And, and what really is the beginnings of the true, true metaverse, I feel like. Like these are, these are the early events of the metaverse. And I'm sure there's, a, like I said, others as well. But I, I really feel like there's something 
significant about the whip in that regard and what's been unlocked here. And and I what it's really neat is that you know that we're expanding those ideas now too, right? Like Matt definitely um, expanded the AP whip, the Asia Pacific whip. Uh, you guys have had that going on for a couple of weeks now. I commend you, Rizzle, for burning the candle at both ends and being up in the Thank middle you. of the night for that. I mean, it's what Matt does on a regular basis. So he probably flexes on you hard. And was like, He's not human though. It doesn't count. Man up, Rizzle. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, man, no. that's hard, especially when you've got a family and everything at home, man. You're, you're a good dad and a good husband. And, uh, you know, you got to take care of that. And it's hard <laughs> to then just wake up in the middle of the night and have a high energy event and be a host of that, you know, and, you know, while your family sleeps. Do you have a shed or something out back that you've been hanging out in? <laughs> Do you have a better verse shed? Yeah, I got a, I got a Dragonate style box, soundproof box that I built nice. in my house. Uh, nice. You know, that I used to do in real life. <laughs> yeah. bears in the woods. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking as you're talking, man, and I agree. There's there's stuff like this that's been happening in a lot of these virtual environments. But I guess to me, like the thing that feels different about this, and and maybe I'm wrong, man. I haven't honestly been to any of these other ones to draw comparison, but something about like the early days of building the metaverse and like I, you know i feel like there is sort of like an overarching purpose to these events like there is some sort of like sense of we're all sharing ideas because we all have this like fundamental belief that this technology is the key to unlocking all of these projects that we're all working on simultaneously that we all sort of need each other's support on right it's called the whip. It's the, in, in some ways it's like the worst name ever, but in some ways it's like the best name ever. Like, because I mean, I think calling it the whip, like most people don't know the context there or, or, or maybe they do, but like the whip is WIP. It's the work in progress. So it's absolutely, you know, like the builders of the metaverse getting together and like pitching what they're working on and doing and, and what, you know, and people that are enthusiastically waiting for these things to get built, not necessarily because they're like waiting to build the metaverse. I think that like I've really leaned into this idea that we're building the metaverse and I really love it and it's fun. And um, I, but but it's absolutely what we are doing too. like the metaverse is the next version of the Internet. The metaverse is like an interoperable, all inclusive, you know, place where, you know, things work together. And it's like the Internet is just better that we have today. It's just better. Because we'll have like digital assets and we can like prove things that we couldn't necessarily prove online before. And, you know, neat shit. Anyways, um, you know, any but you know, to go back to your to, to, to Token Smart, like, you know, Token Smart is just a part of you know the whip. The whip is also you know, um, Matt and the whip crew and everything else. Uh, we're just like you know happy participants of that group, and. Um, we're a big part of it. Don't get me wrong, dude. I mean, you spend a lot of your time doing that. Um, but Token Smart is, you know, also a community, and that's where the whip lives within Token Smart. Um, and we're getting ready to actually, and we've talked about it already. We're getting ready to actually launch another fun event-based uh, community brand, um, and that's the Meta Olympics. So, do you want to like tell them, you know, a little bit about what we've been talking about for the Met Olympics, the ideas that we've been discussing and forming. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, man. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm happy to. And, um, you know, part of it is still sort of a rough outline or whatever, but seeing the teasers from like Leandro and the crypto or the voxel architects team is enough to like 
get my uh, heart thumping with the Avastar Stadium and everything. The stadium's with the done. Crazy exactly. obstacle course. Yeah. Uh, it's place for the wearables. I sent you the wearables file. Yeah, yeah, yes, dude. Like, I know. It's all kinds of wearables. It's like a plethora of wearables. Um, I want the dude, this is what I love about like working with people within this community because like you know that everyone's like willing to try and make each other's ideas happen and uh Leandro just had some great ideas that would have never even occurred to me with the uh, you know the planning of this event and everything Those guys are just beyond amazing I, I know they're... I can't say enough nice things about Leandro and Voxel Architects and Jorge and you know everybody that he has working for him and uh you know those guys make us better by a lot when we, yeah. do, when we do work with them, they make us better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been huge, man. I mean, our our previous builds, the lounge and the amphitheater, I feel like are... Oh, they added hot. light boxes into that shit today, too, man, by the way. Oh, dude. I, I, mean, it was, I saw that post on CryptoBox. Sorry. Right? I mean, yeah. Like, I was like, hey, Leandro, yes. can you guys add these in? He's like, dude, you just go in and check a box. It's really... We can do it for you, but I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'll go do it myself. Yo, that's that's fantastic. I mean, you know, those builds now I feel like are iconic, iconic right? fixtures. Yeah, yeah, like people don't even like. Actually, I mean, the amphitheater is amazing, but like I did an event the other day. I, oh, it was this podcast with uh with Easy, and like he's like, here's the link. I'm <laughs> going in. It's the Tokens Heart Lounge, and I was just like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, it's people just call it like the lounge now and like the amphitheater. It's just like that's yeah. those, they're like those places now yeah. where you go. These are here to stay too. Like they're not going to yeah. change. You know, we'll, we'll keep these for the duration. I mean, it was sad to let go of uh, the Avastar's campus that Devil built, but he built it uh, before the restrictions were put in place by Ben on the box models and stuff. In fact, many of those restrictions were probably put in place in part because of that build. And it just stopped making sense to continue to have that when we couldn't really be appreciate it for what it was. So yeah, now we've got the stadium with the store and we've got the obstacle course and we've got a track and we've got a start and finish line. And then we've got a big giant couple open areas that we need to build out other uh, Metal Olympics uh, event stuff. So yeah, what's your what's your rough idea and plans around that right now, man? Rough idea is series of ongoing events, right? So let's say we're token smart. We wanna we wanna sponsor an event one week, and we're gonna have it doesn't even matter. We're just using an example. We're gonna have token smart tire tossing or whatever, and uh, we're gonna sponsor that event. We have that. What about qualifying... the relay race? Because we already have sure. the track. That's a real good real thing. You know, token smart relay race. I was hoping we could get like Nike in to sponsor that or like Adidas or something. Okay. Like All right. Well, okay. Maybe not the Relays. We'll save that for Nike or Adidas. Yeah. Okay. Going um, back to your tire so, toss. Yeah. 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 So, so we got the tire toss, you know, we'll, we'll get Nike money sometime. Um, but you know, so we sponsored that event that, that week, the, the quote unquote qualifying event is the tire toss. We take, let's say the top X amount of people, those people move on to the main event that uh, will happen, you know, down the line or whatever. So we have these series of qualifying events staggered weekly, all leading up to the main event where we'll have sort of like the tournament of champions in all of these events. So anyone who sponsors an event, a qualifying event, will also have that event revisited in the actual Mid Olympics, you know, 
championship or whatever. And, and these things and, can take place in, in CryptoVoxels, but also inside of DApps, right? Like if we oh uh, yeah, man, like uh, something with like uh, the in their in the arena like golf, like we right, potentially do like a golf competition or something, right? No, what the the concept is to have like essentially like a portal or like you know maybe even like a big screen in the stadium or something like that where yeah. you know we could have let's say arena golf wants to have their thing like native in their dap uh you know we could congregate in the stadium for the event when it's you know time for people to go compete in the arena golf event they hop through the portal to go do that and then people could still be in stadium or at the gathering point or whatever it is watching the event live um obviously depending on where people are going and uh, you know how their app and game works you know each thing will be slightly different but this is like the beauty of the metaverse where pretty much anything can happen anywhere and we can all be participatory in some way somehow um and and you know we we will absolutely be building on the lessons learned from the whip and one of those things is to Anytime we're going to get fancy with people going multiple places for one event, pretty much everyone gets their audio routed through the same place. So, you know, God forbid someone gets lost in the metaverse or falls through some sort of parallel universe, you know, everyone can at least hear each other and, and get some instructions on how to figure out how to get back. Uh, but truthfully, that hasn't like really it. been I like it a lot. I like the idea yeah. that, like, you know, it's so the campus that we've built here will have like a portal that will go to whatever event is there for the week. And perhaps they'll linger, right? Like perhaps we'll have like a series of portals and a new one will appear each week or something like that. Yeah. This is just the hub, right? The, the central hub of yeah, the yeah, Met Olympics, uh, essentially. Uh, and that's the beauty we'll also, of it like, all. Some, some sponsors could potentially like decide to do an event inside CryptoVoxels and they, we could do it on their place or we could potentially build it on the campus you know we, you know we can have advertising on the campus as well for these events and for these sponsors and things but like well, avastar yeah. is actually like sponsored the arena right like yeah. avastar the arena we built that across six plots um and it's got the obstacle course inside of it with the uh, collidable box files obstacle course it's really kind of neat um, and then we've got the wearable store at the base and inside of that. Um, so, but, and then we've got the track built, but then we've got all this area to do like some other event based stuff and potentially like sponsor builds and stuff like that. Well, that, that's what I was about to say too. This is like, uh, again, one of the nice things about the flexibility of the situation. Like, let's say Nike wants to come in and they want to have a permanent fixture in the Metalympic Stadium or in the Metalympic campus build. Uh, mm -hmm. We have Leandro on tap to be able to build something custom for Nike or Adidas or whatever. Absolutely. Um, and, right. And then, but if people don't want to go that, far and they still want to sponsor an event and they got like a cool activity like you know having that conversation with battle racers for example like their their shit is already like in the final stages of development in decentraland so i would guess like that if they're interested in sponsoring an event which they seem to be it wouldn't make sense for them to like reconstruct something all over again in cryptovoxels that would be a great example of something that we would stream through on the jumbotron or whatever at the main hub and then like portal people into the main event um you know however however that may work so 
um, no, man, there's a there's a million opportunities for people to get their hands in it. And, you know, that's just scratching the surface of like the events itself. Like people have already been like hitting me up about like trophies, you know, wanting to create trophies and prizes and wearables and like team shirts. And like if I can if I compete, can like, you know, I pull, uh, you know, my buddies in and we can make, you know, sort of compete on the same team with like matching gear and everything. And, you know, a, a lot of like really cool questions that you know are enough to like make you pause and think like oh shit should we have like added that too um but i i think the main main goal of this first run of the Metal olympics is to really set us up for long-term success right because this is absolutely something that could be like you know this version of the you know real olympics except you know weirder and meta you know versier or, or whatever but you know ideally we stick the landing well with this one, which I don't see there being any major issue with. And then just like we've been doing with the whip, you know, the next time around we go bigger and better and more intricate and cooler shit and prizes and, you know, all, all the, all the things, right? Yep. Exactly, man. It's a big opportunity. Yep. Um, it was a great idea on your part. Um, and uh, I think it, I think it could be a lot of fun and I hope that like, I hope that we spread it out and don't do it like on the same day as uh, the whip. I think we should, you know, definitely do it another day of the week, but, you know, I kind of agree with your, you know, vision here of, you know, doing these preliminary qualifier events on a weekly basis and then leading up to um, like a, you know, a large championship sort of thing. And those could be both individual and like a decathlon sort of deal. Right. So some yes, people could totally. compete in all 10 events and some could just compete individually for like the gold medal in that event. Um, so I really like, I really like it, man. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I mean, and it gives the, it gives the everybody in a chance to get exposure to things that maybe they wouldn't get exposure to otherwise, because these games that are going to be happening week in and week out, like, you know, I have a very limited amount of time and um, I can't always explore all these different NFT games and everything else. Um, so this gives me a chance to preview them and understand if there's something that like I should maybe be, you know, participating in or collecting um, or at least able to enjoy as a spectator um, and maybe become a fan that way, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's really a great opportunity oh, yeah. for, for everybody all around. And I do think it could definitely become something um like a legitimate event in the metaverse um you know i mean we've got the whip now we've got the meta olympics so uh you know two legitimate events in the metaverse that i think have potential to be long-standing and, and long-running if we you know continue to execute properly so yeah man i'm really excited about token smart and everything you guys are doing there man i'm excited about infinity and the opportunities around um flow and doing these additional experiments on uh, Ethereum and just providing the, you know, excellent minting platform for artists to, to work with. Um, and of course, Avastars, like, you know, we just uh, rolled out the global feed and the wish list. So you can go and find Avastars that you think other people might want to buy and you can and basically add those to the global feed um, up to 10 on your account you can add. And those, uh, if somebody buys them, you get a, a, a commission, you get a finder's fee. Um, it's a fixed fee, um, but it's fair on both sides. 
So uh, that's a really cool feature. And then everybody was bugging us because you close your browser tab, you would lose all the avatars you had found. Um, now you can save those to a wish list. Um, so if you save them to your wish list, the next time you log in with your wallet, um, you'll see your your saved ones that you can still decide to mint or to put on the cons on the global feed. So those are two cool features that we just rolled out. And then of course we talked plenty about the replicant token in the beginning. So really excited about replicants in general. And then the idea of giving the power of the economy um, of replicants to prime owners. Um, and uh, so I'm really excited about everything we're doing there. And it's definitely possible too that the next version of Avastars ends up uh, on the Flow blockchain. But, you know, for, for now, you know, we have enough cool stuff happening with like Gen 1 that there's really no need to get into that. Save that for another time. Yo, uh, final thoughts, man. Do you, do you even try to like predict the future at all with like how this space is going to progress? I, I, I'm someone who like really likes to have like long-term goals and everything, but I find it extremely difficult with how like fluid and organic everything seems to like fall together. Like, do you, do you even attempt? Yes. So I think I can see the future, but the timeline is fuzzy. Like, I think the future is pretty clear. Um, but how long and how far, um, you know, for example, I just said we weren't going to talk about it right now, but the next version of Avastars will be, you know, 3D avatars um, that'll be usable across multiple worlds. We're going to use an open standard, the, the uh, VRM stand, VRM file type. Um, and uh, right now, that's the plan anyways. Uh, amazing artist lineup. We've got Leandro and his team lined up to help with the technical side of, of that part, um, making the 3D files work, you know, that, that aspect of it. Um, that's somewhere where I've always planned on us going, but we're going to get there a lot sooner than I expected. That was like the five or six year plan for Avastars. And now here we are, you know, we're a year, we're 15, 16 months into Avastars, uh, total. And like, you know, in another 18 months, we'll have 3d avatars. Like that's pretty sick. Um, so faster timeline by two to three years, so I was off on the timeline there, but absolutely, you know, where I want to go um, with that. And I can definitely see what we're building towards in general. Like for me, identity is going to be a huge use case for non-fungible tokens or something like non-fungible tokens. Um, and I mean like real world identity and online identity. So avatars, avatars are like a form of identity online. Um, we intend to be able to log in with those and everything else. And I'm already seeing, it's not like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not like NFT login is just my idea. It's like, you know, or our idea, like other people are already doing it. Your bit was one that I uh, was tinkering around with late night the other night. And that one, you can log in with an NFT token. Um, I saw it somewhere else recently as well. I'm not remembering at the moment, but being able to log in with an NFT is a first step towards like NFT based identities. And then you can move that NFT token into different wallets. And then you don't have to worry about like, you know, that's where like we start to get to the point where we were touching on earlier, where like your wallet can be on any blockchain or your, you know, your assets can be on any blockchain and like your wallet will have like all these different chains tied into it. Well, imagine that, but then like being able to log in with an NFT on different blockchains, but the login service that allows you to like use any of those blockchain NFTs to use as an identity, like the rabbit hole is going to go pretty deep and I can see it dude. Like for some reason, like, 
I literally can just see the future here. Like I know exactly what we're making. <laughs> I believe, man. Where it fits. Like I know the future. And there's a couple other people that definitely see the future as well. Like Jin is definitely like one of them, right? Yeah. Like that's our like yes. real life hero from Snow Crash, right? Like yeah. Jin is one of them, right? Like Jin can see the future. I know he sees it. Like Godfrey, Boombox said, like those dudes, like they know what's up, right? Yeah. And like like we, you guys see part of the future because you're making, you're expressing it in these events and stuff every week. Like that's part of, of what it is. Yeah. Like I can definitely see where like, I, it's not, and I, I think anybody that's like spent as much time looking at all this stuff probably can see it as well. Like just like where this is going and how all these technologies are going to interlace and uh, work together. And, you know, like, um, you know, even talking to like Roam and others over at Dapper, like they even talk about like they have their own terms and versions of, of the things that they're looking at for the metaverse, you know, and we, we all kind of get like what the opportunity is here. And I think like, you know, books like Ready Player One and movies like Ready Player One and things like that start to really like lay out what we're working towards right because we're we as we've seen like over the last like in my case like 40 years or so um you know movies really do like sh they're leading indicators for the future that we're, we're building in a lot of cases right so this whole ready player one universe that existed the oasis um or the universe that existed the metaverse that existed inside of snow crash and the street and the black sun and, and all that like we're a lot of us are aware of those those alternate versions of reality, those fiction, fictitious worlds that we kind of think are cool and would like to make real. And like with virtual reality and everything becoming reality now, um, like it's just, we're making it. We're going to make that stuff. Like it's going to exist. So, you know, we're, we're in the right place at the right time to have a play a part in that. And the part that we've chosen to focus on first has been, uh, avatars and then eventually on identity so like you know in 3d so we want to be like the default avatars of the metaverse there's going to be many but we want we would like to like somehow differentiate ourselves to become the ones that people like look to for whatever reason um and then um because they're the best but that that would be the whatever reason. uh the uh you know, token smart stuff and everything that we're doing there is so cool because like events are going to play a huge part in all of this, of course. And like, we kind of just like yeah. happened into that, like it fit your skill set really well. Matt, of course, you know, started the whip initially and, you know, we've helped collaborate now since we've all been working together. Um, but it just was, it's fit really well and the community aspect of it all. And then instead of spending like dollars marketing, which, you know, there's arguments that we could have spent it in other places, but we've decided to build out these community things and everything else. And it's at least fun. And it's, it's, uh, we haven't really shilled our own stuff too hard. I don't think, uh, we've really left it open and made it something for everybody. So I think that's one of the reasons we found success with it. Um, and then of course, infinity, like, we're just like trying to like, you know, continue to show like innovation in the world of like what these tokens are able to do. So I think like a, a lot of our identity efforts and different things like that could end up coming through the Infinity arm of things initially and then being um, integrated into avatars and avatars like later down the road. So we'll just have to see how it all plays out. You know, we are, we're very skunk works. It's very organic. You know, Nate runs Infinity. 
you're running token smart i'm running avastars um but we're all helping each other on all of our shit you know it's all part of nft42 we're all in this together just you know it's the way it's it's you know it's it's great i fucking love it hell yeah man well said it's great to be uh along for the ride and uh it is so much fun and the passion that everyone else has in this space like certainly adds to that and uh you know makes it what it is um yo dude this is awesome man we'll wrap it up this time around and uh i don't know we should do this like more often than every six months maybe like quarterly at least or something like that uh, I can talk. <laughs> Tell me when you want me to come back on, man. When you busy, like man, and all the I got all this skunk work going on. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> and you guys hold it down really well. Uh, I enjoy listening to you and Matt and uh, Trislet. You know, muse on the buildings of the events and things like that. Um, it's really interesting. So, um, and then you and Matt listening to the You Deserve a Drink podcast too. Like, it's good. It's good. Really enjoy all of it. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. Yep. All right, dude. Great episode. We will be in touch. Talk to you soon, man. Later, Thanks man. for having me. See you.